Welcome to another broadcast of Help Relationships 102 with your host, myself, Pastor Lewis Green. It's good to be with you today, and I certainly enjoy this time we spend together. We've been talking about some very important issues this week, but I want to talk about a very significant issue. And I know some of you can relate to this, and you've been in the place where you've prayed, and you put all your faith in the Lord, and you believed Him for good things. And some of you, maybe your backs were against the wall, and you believed Him, and you had your faith in the Lord for good things to happen in your behalf. And maybe it was a big thing, maybe it was a, a loss, and And maybe it was a financial loss. Maybe it was a loss of life. Maybe you were sick or someone you loved was sick and you lost them. And some of you have experienced this. Probably most of you have as the walk of faith is something that's learned. And it's something that's developed and cultivated. And it's something that the Father is in the process of doing as he is the author and finisher of our faith. The word finisher actually translates as developer. And so the Father is very interested in your faith. But some of you, after having put all your faith in God and all your eggs in that basket and the basket fell and you went out on the limb and faith in God and the limb broke. And many of you have not been the same as the result. And I want to draw a distinction as to what one of the things that is typically happening in those kinds of situations. And we may not be aware of it. But it's something that most of us, as we walk by faith, have to learn about. And so what I'm about to open up is something that some of you may understand, but some of you may not have heard before. And it's a little addressed issue, but I want to talk about the difference between faith and being in denial. And how many know that the two on the outward can look very similar? (laughs) The two on the outward can look very similar. You can look at a brother and his life has fallen down around his ears, and he's just as calm and cool, and really has a really not care much attitude. And when you talk to him, he may answer you with faith scriptures. So on the outward, it may in fact have the appearance of faith, but upon close scrutiny, and actually doesn't even have to be that close, he's actually not really in faith in God. He's most likely in denial. Now, what I mean by in denial is he's choosing not to look at the thing. Now, 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 let's look at this. No one has any control over what they do for the most part. The only control we have is over what we believe. That's why in the final analysis, we're being judged by whether or not we accepted Jesus, Jesus' sacrifice. And so even those who are unsaved are judged based on what they believed and didn't believe or refused to believe. And the Bible calls it suppressing the truth in unrighteousness. And I briefly touched on it yesterday. Another word is to harden one's heart. I can choose to not believe what I don't want to believe. I can choose to not accept and not believe what I don't want to believe. You know, I know for a while I have some friends and, and they were gay and a, a community of them actually. And as they begin to find out what the scripture said about the gay lifestyle, they chose to, not to believe there is a God anymore. And I always say this too, I've met a lot of professed atheists, but my experience is most of the time, atheists are angry at God, and so they choose to not believe. As some of you who've talked to atheists will know what I'm talking about. You know, I have a, a number of examples, maybe we'll do that on another broadcast. But, see, the only power we have is what we choose to believe. And we don't always have power in what we choose to do. Because what we do is only a reflection of what we believe. Isn't that right? 
And so that's why some of you will try to, to do something and try to accomplish something, but you don't really believe you can. It will be reflective in your inability to do what you want to do. That's why the Bible says that every man has been dealt the measure of faith, the capacity to believe or not to believe. And so sometimes I just don't want to accept it. I just don't want to believe it. And of course, when I say I, I'm speaking for us as humanity. I can believe, see, God can be trying to reach me and talk to me. I may not be something that I want to hear. And so I'll suppress the truth in unrighteousness or live in denial, okay, or deny it, get in denial about it. I have the choice to do that. But now on the flip side, sometimes I can be in faith or so-called faith, but really I can't accept what's going on. And so as a result, I just choose to not think about it. I choose to not believe that it's happening. (laughs) I choose to believe what I want to believe. And I believe what brings me the most peace. And I don't think about it. I put it in God's hands, as it were, and not worry about it and not be concerned about it and not even consider it. And a lot of times when a person is in denial, they're hiding from the anxiety, the fierce anxiety, the tormenting anxiety and the fear and the worry that can really debilitate us emotionally and even mentally. And it becomes too great. And so we choose to pray and leave it in God's hands or pray and trust God with it or pray. And we then begin to ignore the symptoms, begin to ignore the circumstances, begin to ignore what's going on around us, and in the name of faith. And I'm going to explain what true faith is, but I want to draw this picture as what it looks like, because some of you will stand on the word and believe and receive what you want, thinking that you're in faith, but really you're in denial, and it's deadly dangerous Because a lot of times, we'll put all of our eggs in that basket of faith as we believe we're in. And the evidence that we're not is usually the devastation that follows. Mm -mm -mm. And so if I've done my job successfully on this broadcast, there should be a clear distinction of the difference between faith and denial. You see, sometimes I don't want to believe the doctor's report. Sometimes I don't want to believe the worst about my kids. Sometimes I don't want to believe the worst about my spouse. Sometimes I don't want to believe the worst about my situation or circumstances. So I choose to put my hope and my faith in the Lord. And that's not a bad thing. But at any time, at any point that I become disconnected with what's going on around, and I'm unaware of what's going around, there's a sure sign that I may not be in as much faith as I think, but I'm in denial. Let me tell you something now. You can tell you're in denial because you will be cowering behind the shield of faith. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that... The Bible says you have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit, etc. And God doesn't want us to hide under the bed of faith with our eyes squinched, believing God's going to deliver us. No, the shield of faith was not meant to hide behind. It was meant to shield you as you moved forward. You have to be looking at the situation and being in touch with what's going on. You see, you you roll the care of the thing over into the Lord and even the responsibility of it. But there's still a part that you may have to play in it. You have to watch what's going on. You have to be in the fight. You have to remain in the fight. The difference is when you get into true faith, you have a peace, but you're going to be able to operate 
free of anxiety, free of fear, and free of worry, and operating God's power, and get a bead and understanding what your part is and what you have to do and what's going on. You're looking at the same thing, but you're dealing with it. Once the name of faith for you is you're no longer dealing with it, but you're ignoring it, trusting that God is going to deal with it, and you're not opening yourself up for a part that you may have to play, then it's a sure sign that you may not be in faith, but you may in fact be in denial. And so many of us, we become what I call anesthetized by God's peace. And what that means is this. We'll pray about a certain thing, right? And we'll be freaked out about it. We'll be frightened about it. It could be something with the bill collector. How many know that financial stress has a stress all its own, has an anxiety all its own? I think it was Proverbs that says, the poor go to sleep in peace, but not the rich, not those with money, not those with wealth to do because of the anxiety. Now, <laughs> any of us who have something, which is everywhere in America, there's an anxiety. The more money you have, the more stress, the more worry, the more fear and anxiety. And, and that anxiety can be a monster. It can be tormenting. It can keep you awake at night. It can keep you praying and crying out to God and test your sanity sometimes. And so it can be a financial stress. It can be something having to do with your health. It can be something that has to do with your kids, your children, your grandchildren, or even your spouse. And so once you begin to pray, the Father will give you a peace. The peace that passes all understanding. The kind of peace it doesn't make sense to have. Now, what we do is, here's we have the choice. Some of us begin to hide then behind the shield of faith. We close our eyes, get in a corner, under the bed, put the shield of faith over us, and use what I call hold your breath faith. And keep your eyes squinched, just believing that God's going to supernaturally sprinkle a whoopee dust, and it's going to all be okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, but what happens is, when God gives you the peace... He doesn't want you to disconnect from the situation. No, he wants you to, you to disconnect it after the flesh. But he's connecting you after the spirit. He wants you to remain aware of what's going on around you. He wants you to be aware and to maintain focused on the situation. Remember, you're in a fight. The shield of faith, you have to be looking over that shield to see where you're going so you know how to swing that sword. Remember, the sword of the word of God that's praying always with all prayer and supplications in the spirit and watching. And so this is why the Bible says that he wants us to watch and pray. We have to stay attuned of what's going on around us. And whenever God gives us peace, he doesn't want us to hide in that. So we let it anesthetize us and so that we end up falling out of faith and in denial. He wants us to stay attuned and connected with what's going on. But now we're connected to it spiritually. And so as a result, you'll be able to peek your head above that shield and you have that helmet of salvation. The Lord can show you how you can be saved. And you're swinging that sword. You're deep dealing with the situation, but you're dealing with it by the Spirit. And because you are, you're now susceptible to what we call the leadership of the Spirit. And so you'll be able to, to sense when God says, turn right and turn left. Don't do that. Do this. You'll be sensitive to that. And especially when you're in faith, because as soon as you start swinging in a direction and you start losing your peace, hey, God is, you back up, back up, back up, back up. Step to the side. Go right. Go left. Parry. You know what I'm saying? And you're attuned to God and you're tuned to the situation. And so that's what happens. God doesn't want you becoming anesthetized in his peace that he gives you, which is refuge against the fear, the worry, and the anxiety, so that you begin to hide behind the shield of faith. And so when you look up, some of you, all you see is the back end of the shield of faith. You're so disconnected with what's going on. And this is why we have so many failures, is that we misunderstand 
what faith is and the difference between faith and denial. Because the difference is, is that when you're in faith, you're still dealing with the situation. You're able to look at every aspect and under every nook and every every cranny. But the difference is you'll be in God's peace. You'll be in faith in God because you'll be doing it after the Spirit. But once you start believing God and you start using hold your breath faith and you're wincing, closing your eyes real tight, close your eyes faith, only thing you see is the back of that shield hiding under the bed of that shield, ignoring the situation, not dealing with things as they go, just trusting that God's got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, just trust that God has got it. And then you're going to have a faith wreck. <laughs> and so the Lord wants you to know that he wants you to walk by faith and not by sight, but he doesn't want you seeing with your natural eye, but with the eye of the Spirit. That's right, the eye of faith. You've got to be able to look above that shield of faith and see what's going on, and so you know what an enemy to swing on, and so you'll be attuned to it. What's going to happen is you'll get a sense of what God is saying, because you'll be attuned to him first, and you'll be attuned to the situation second, and you can see what God is doing and why. You'll get a view of it, because that helmet of salvation will keep your mind clear, and your mind at peace, and you can see where the salvation is. You can see where the reconciliation is. You can see where the deliverance is. You can see where the provision is. You can see where God's salvation is. You know, when the Bible says salvation, it's not just a spiritual thing, but it's spirit, soul, and body. You can see the plan of salvation, but you got to be moving forward and looking around and not ignoring stuff in the name of faith. Okay? You deal with it according to your faith. God is not relieving you of the responsibility of the leadership of the Spirit. But in order to be attuned to the leadership of the Spirit, you have to be looking around and seeing what's going on. And take your time and pray for it. Just because you don't know what to do then. Don't freak out and panic and, and shut it out and don't look at it and ignore it and pray that it goes away. No, 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 no. You stay in it to win it. Let me tell you something. Life is all about the nuances, okay? Life is all about the nuances. I always say, on my GPS... If I wanted to go to New York, there would be a blue line on my GPS that would go straight up. But when you examine it, when you run pinch it, you see there's zigs and zags along the way. You're not going straight north. You're going on a westerly north, an easterly north, and you may or east, and maybe a, maybe a south sometime, and it depends on the curb. See, everything is so nuanced, and God wants you to understand how to keep step with the Spirit. And so once you pray, the Bible says to be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. He says, don't be anxious. You pray. You pray until the peace comes. And this is what I mean. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so you pray and you give it to him until the peace comes. You know when the kingdom of God is here because there's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You'll feel the peace of God. The peace that passes all understanding. The next step is, remember, do not be anesthetized. Do not allow yourself to be anesthetized by the peace and the coward to hide behind that shield of faith, praying that God sprinkle whoopee dust on the situation and magically fix it all. <laughs> No, God can do it that way. There's two ways he normally does it. There's naturally and supernaturally. Now, both are supernatural, but one of them, he may just, you know, he may sprinkle will be dust, okay, and zap it and change it like that. But most of the time, he wants us to walk it out with him. He wants us to walk by faith and walk it out. 
and for his own reasons, for the sake of the development of our faith, most of the time he has us walk it out. But if I'm unwilling, if I'm if I'm unwilling to deal with it, and I have to ask myself, what am I so scared of? What am I so afraid of that I can't deal with it? Well, most of it, like I said, most of the anxiety and the fear and the worry. So you begin to be anxious for nothing, worry for nothing. Cast your care on the Lord, and he will sustain. So you pray until his peace comes. When the peace comes, you know, the kingdom of God is here. Because the Bible says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So if you offer it up to him, you can tell when he's taking it because the peace is here. Now you're in the kingdom of God. And so now you can remember not to allow yourself to be anesthetized by the peace. Now you're looking things through a fresh eye, through the eye of the Spirit. And you're looking at things differently. You're looking at things with the eye of faith, knowing that God's got a plan. You don't know what that plan is, but now you're watching and praying. You're watching. This is when you start swinging the sword of the Spirit with all prayer and supplication, praying in the Spirit. Okay? So you're moving forward as you're swinging. And you'll know what to swing at because you're looking at it. You're seeing where the enemy's coming in. You see the kind of darts he's throwing at you, what direction are coming in. You can see where you need to go and how to take higher ground and how to make your way to your destination and how to hack through darkness if you need to because you're watching. And so you're able to know instinctively and innately what needs to be done and what you need to do and what you don't know God gives you wisdom and he leads you by his precious Holy Spirit. And so the Lord is saying to be careful about getting in faith and not ignoring the situation. Be patient. Calm down and deal with the situation as they come. Oh, this is so imperative. Don't ignore and say God's got it. Run roughshod through the situation without dealing with the details. How many know the devil's in the details, okay? you got to deal with the devil in the details. Remember, you're in a fight. You're in a spiritual war. And you're holding up your shield and you're slicing. You're watching and praying, okay? And you're moving forward, okay? <laughs> You know, one day maybe we'll do a broadcast on the full armor of God. And so you're watching and you're aware of what's happening. So remember, the devil's in the details. So when you slow down and you deal with the nuances, you defeat the devil. Okay? You defeat the plot of the devil, the plan of the devil, the fire darts of the devil, the traps of the devil. You're able to see the pitfalls, the snares. You'll be able to see where you're going, but you have to watch and pray and deal with the nuances. Deal with the details because that's where the devil is in the details. Uh, Now, there's another side of this too now. (laughs) Remember, if my heart is so focused on I'm afraid to face the problem, okay? And what I mean by that is I will keep my eye focused not necessarily on Jesus, but on the thing that I want from him. I keep my eye focused on the promise. And I know that the scripture that says to hold the vision before you, and I'm not, not talking about that, but I'm talking about something else. Sometimes you have what I call fear-based faith. You believe God for the best because you're afraid of the worst. And you can tell it in your prayer because your prayer, there's an underlying sense of panic about your prayer. <laughs> there's no calm faith. There's no quiet confidence <laughs> There's a sense of fear and anxiety and fear of the worst, and it comes out in your prayer. And so, you know, when I'm praying about something, I'm focused on the face of the Father. And I'm not focused on faith. I'm not focused on trying to have faith. Because then I'm behind that shield of faith, focused on faith. I'm focused on the Father. I'm focused on God, and I use the shield of faith. 
And when I'm focused on God, I begin to look at the landscape I'm dealing with through the eye of the Spirit. And But if I'm in denial and I'm afraid of the worst, I'm going to believe him for the best because I'm afraid of the worst. I'm afraid of dealing with the worst. And so I believe what I want to believe. And I'm motivated by fear. And it's a form of denial. I'm motivated by, okay, God, I don't want the doctor to, I want to die on that operating table. I don't want the, the doctor to give me a bad diagnosis. I don't want, and so what happens, I begin to believe God by stripes I'm healed. I begin to believe for healing because I'm afraid of being sick. It's a form of denial. Watch this. If you're focused on the shield of faith and you're looking behind the shield of faith, then you're not focused on the Father. Now, I want to explain to you. People came up to Jesus and, and he healed them. He had to tell them. He said, you said thy faith has made you whole. They didn't realize that their faith has made them whole. It was just naturally looking to Jesus. And he healed them. You know, just like when you asked the Lord into your heart, you weren't focused on your faith. You just talked to the Father and you asked him to come into your life. And he did. You were focused on the Father, not on faith, not on having faith. No, faith is something that's natural. Especially when you're saved, it becomes a part of your new nature. And so, once you begin to distract your attention to trying to have faith, once you begin getting stuck there, then you hurt yourself. Remember when Jesus was walking on the water, and the boat that the disciples were in was about to capsize, and they noticed that Jesus was walking on the water. After they freaked out at first, thought it was a ghost, and then afterwards, Peter said, if it be you, Lord, bid me come. And then Jesus said, come. So Peter began to walk on the water. And then the Bible says he looked around at the wind and the waves. I always laugh. How do you look at the wind? <laughs> okay, you know. And then at that point, Peter began to try to walk on the water. You see the difference? At first, his eyes was focused on Jesus, the author and finisher of his faith. He was going towards Jesus, and he was walking on the water, became natural. But once he started looking around, he began to try to walk by faith. <laughs> okay, it wasn't natural anymore. You see, as you're focused on the Father, faith becomes a natural part of your new man. You see, faith is a natural part of your new nature. Faith is a natural character attribute. It's a part of your spirit's personality. He naturally has faith, you see. But then I have flesh-based faith, and I'm trying to muster faith up because I'm afraid of the worst, so I'm trying to hide in faith. I'm trying to hide behind the shield of faith, hide under the bed faith, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, you know? And it's a form of denial. I can't think. I'm too scared to think about the worst and what could happen. I could lose everything. I could get sick. I could, I could lose the marriage. I could, my kid could go to jail. My kid could get hurt, you see? And I'm afraid to think about that. And so I'll, I'll begin to pray what I want to happen, and my mind is on trying to have faith, and my mind is also on trying to believe what I want to happen because I'm afraid to face what could happen. No, faith is all about risk. And faith, it cannot be used outside the context of relationship or it'll be denial. Okay? And so the Father wants me to look in his faith and talk to him. Just when you got saved, you weren't trying to muster up the faith to believe that you got saved when he came into your heart. That same saving faith is the same faith that delivers you and sets you free and provides for you. It's not the faith. It's the person you're believing in. And so those people that came to Jesus, they didn't know they were having faith. They were just looking to Jesus, and he healed them. And that's why, primarily, that so many of us have put all of our faith in God. And, you know, the faith not produced, the faith in God, God unable to move, it becomes almost a counterfeit faith. And I don't want to say it that way, but whenever my faith is not clearly in God, but in anything other than God, then is the faith real? <laughs> okay, How true is the faith? And guess what? I, I'm not being accusatory, but I'm trying to be real.
And the Lord is saying that he wants us to learn to not live in denial, to not be in denial, to not be afraid to accept and believe what's going on. He wants me to face it. He wants me to talk to him about it until he gives me the peace. And then when he gives me the peace, I know the kingdom of God is here. Now, remember when, when the kingdom of God was here, the Bible says when Jesus sent the disciples to heal in the castle of devils, he says, when you do so, say the kingdom of God is here. So when the kingdom of God is here, that means God is moving. The evidence of his peace in your life, in the terrible storm, peace that passes all understanding, the kind of peace that you have and doesn't make sense to have peace. The fact that it's there means the kingdom of God is here. God's delivering. God is healing. God is casting out devils. He's moving. But he doesn't want me to nullify that by hiding behind the shield of faith. Okay? Because there's a part that he's doing and there's a part that he may want you to do too. And if I'm not watching and listening, if I'm not watching and praying, I'm not going to get a sense of what God is saying. And that's why so many of us have failed, because we're so focused on denial faith, a fear-based faith. And it looks like faith, smells like faith, tastes like faith, but it's so far from faith. It's really, it's really not real. It's counterfeit. Or it's a misplaced faith. Counterfeit's a hard word. It's a misplaced faith. My faith is not in the Father. My faith is not in Jesus. My faith is in my faith. My faith, I have to feel the feeling of faith. I have to have my mind focused on what I want from him, and that it's going to happen, and faith becomes an action. No, 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 no. See, faith is a natural part of a relationship, of a trusting relationship. And just like you pray and say, Father, I ask you, boom, let it go. You asked him, right? <laughs> you know, you trust him with it now, okay? You know, don't try to feel your faith. You know, don't try to hide under the shield of faith, under the bed of the shield of faith. But the Father wants to, to reveal himself to you. And he wants to show you that you just ask in childlike faith. Just as a father, as a child asks his father or his parent, and his parent does it. It's simple, childlike faith in God. And we should stop saying faith without saying in God, or else we'll be preaching denial. Okay, well, our time is getting past us now. And um, until the next time, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This is Pastor Lewis Green wishing you a great afternoon, and God bless.